Blessings, and welcome to Arms Upheld, Support in Life's Hard Battles. I'm Lynn Pierce, and I'm here to hold up your arms with encouragement, something to think on, and a prayer to focus on the one who holds all things together while you continue to fight the battles in your life. In the midst of battle, life can feel overwhelming, challenging, or beyond. I don't know what God has called you to do, what battlefield you are walking through, but at times you may find yourself feeling this way. I want you to know that even though your battle likely looks different than mine, I'm here to support you. I want to stand with you until the breakthrough happens and you can see the victory materialize. My hope is that these few minutes we spend together will help you lighten your load, feel seen, connected, and loved, and fix your eyes on Jesus. Let's begin with God's Word. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. John 3.30 from the New Living Translation All of our scripture today will be from the New Living Translation. This is Passion Week, which simply means these are the days between Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem and Easter. Let me just tell you now that the next couple of episodes of Arms Upheld will look a little different, still recognizable, but different. These three special episodes will be heavy on scripture and light on discussion. I must become less and he must become greater. We're going to talk about Palm Sunday and some of the things that happened during the week today. Then on Friday, I will drop another episode about Good Friday. And Easter morning, there will be another episode released. But then there will not be one on Monday, April 10th, 2023. If you are listening later, We're just doing something special for Easter, and you're welcome to come along. I'm glad you're here, all of you. Let's get started. As he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. When he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessings on the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven, and glory in the highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. He replied, If they kept quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. Luke 19, verses 36 to 40. As Jesus enters Jerusalem, the scene is magnificent, like Hollywood magic, but before Hollywood and for real. There is Jesus riding on a donkey with a crowd of people praising God. Shouts, songs, palm branches, and garments are cast before the king. Finally, Jesus is getting the praise he deserves. And for a moment, it must have felt 
perfect. Then the Pharisees open their mouths and start barking orders. Jesus replies with the truth that in this moment, praise must be. This is what this moment is about. And if the people didn't recognize this, the stones themselves would step up and fill the space with praise. Can you imagine being a disciple? You've been following Jesus for a few years now. You know he's the Messiah. And now finally, he's being recognized for who he truly is. You see, they don't actually know what's about to happen. Jesus has spoken of what is coming, but no one understood it then. To the disciples, it must have seemed like they were on their way up. Jesus is rising into the power they know he has. They are expecting this glory to continue and good things are coming their way. As we read through Luke, we see that Jesus spends his days this week doing what he's always done, proclaim truth and promote God's kingdom. He grieves over Jerusalem and curses a fig tree. These were puzzling moments for his followers. He clears the temple This must have felt like the beginning of Jesus justly dealing with their problems. He teaches at the temple and answers questions. He continues to heal and perform miracles. This is familiar to those close to him, but perhaps a bit more open than he has worked in the past. And at the close of each day, Jesus returns to the Mount of Olives to spend the night. Thursday evening approaches. In Luke 22, we read, Now the festival of unleavened bread arrived when the Passover lamb is sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John ahead and said, Go and prepare the Passover meal so we can eat it together. Where do you want us to prepare it? They asked him. He replied, As soon as you enter Jerusalem, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you follow him. At the house he enters, say to the owner, the teacher asks, where's the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up. This is where you should prepare our meal. They went off to the city and found everything just as Jesus had said, and they prepared the Passover meal there. When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. Jesus said, I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. Then he said, Take this and share it among yourselves, for I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. But here at this table, sitting among us as a friend, is the man who will betray me. For it has been determined that the Son of Man must die. But what sorrow awaits the one who betrays him? The disciples began to ask each other which of them could ever do such a thing. Verses 7 to 23. What would you think sitting at the table with Jesus? Jesus is dropping spoilers, but the momentum feels like it's growing. Jesus is being acknowledged for who he truly is, and he's teaching and touching lives. Perhaps they know by now to expect the unexpected. But did any one of them know that by this time tomorrow, Jesus would be lying dead in a tomb? I don't think they did. There's a whole history behind them of men not understanding what God was doing, but following him into places of impasse. God brings his people to a place at the end of what they know and what they can do. He rescued them from slavery in Egypt to stand at the edge of a sea with chariots and jeers behind them. He brought Daniel face to face with lions. Three of his friends faced the flames of a furnace. A young shepherd stood before a giant. Perhaps today you face your own lion or giant, sea or flames. Perhaps we too do not understand what God is about to do. We can know intimacy with God and still not understand what he's doing. We may think he's doing one thing, but then when it doesn't go that way, we find ourselves standing somewhere we could never imagine. Let's pick up in verse 39. Then, accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and went, as usual, to the Mount of Olives. There he told them, Pray that you will not give in to temptation. He walked away, about a stone's throw, and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. He prayed more fervently, and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. At last he stood up again and returned to the disciples, only to find them asleep, exhausted from grief. Heavenly Father, we have followed you. We have followed you to our own gardens and edges of the sea. We have faced our own lions 
giants, and flames. In our impasse moments, may your mounting supernatural energy move in. May we expectantly watch for you to do the unexpected. No matter what we face or how we grieve, may we be awakened to your presence. Strengthen and renew us. Prepare our hearts for what lies ahead. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me. Your time is precious and I appreciate it. If you enjoyed this podcast and it has helped you in any way, please tell a friend so it may bless them as well. You can find links in the show notes to connect with me on Instagram or through my website and even subscribe to my email list. As always, your battle may look different than mine, but let's stand together. I'll keep your arms upheld until victory is real in your life. Remember, God is for you, and so am I.